to another edition of the Sideline Junkie Sunday Rise. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG. Sitting in with a full cast of characters this morning. We got the boss, BJ. How do do? <laughs> the lady of the, 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 the show, the Swamp Queen, Lady C. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And of course, the incomparable, undefeated, and undisputed, and unchallenged Midnight Rider. On the knives this morning with KG. It's a boy Midnight Rider bringing you trash me. <laughs> Look, man, it's been a long <laughs> night. I'm just getting up. So don't mind me. First and foremost, how's everybody doing? That, that's what happens when you have to run four or five different boards. That sex talk and slow jams in different cities across the United States. <laughs> well, I, I got to get the paper somehow, man. I do. I got to get the money. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be I mean, day. it sounds like you feel stuck, stuck in your, your midnight job. Yeah. No, I'm just congested. That's right. all. It'll clear exactly. up. <laughs> it, it, it'll clear up. Don't worry about it. Um, first and foremost, how's everybody doing? Fantastic. Um, heavy on the ish. Mm. Ish. I know you better stop mistreating them gerbils. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I got four ones, okay? I got four new ones. But three of them can't. Three, three of them can't be they for free. Can't no more. <laughs> you got you got one one running. That, that was not in the handbook. We're gonna start this thing off they today. Is... For my use, for my use. Mm. All right, Rich again. <laughs> today is should be a national holiday, but uh today is Super Bowl Sunday. And over the weekend, you know, before the Super Bowl, they always announce the Hall of Fame class and, of course, the NFL honors. We're going to do the NFL honors first, and then we'll talk about the Hall of Fame class because I know we got a lot to say about that. Um, We went over the nominees. The winners are Ron Rivera wins Salute the Service. Uh, somehow, some way, Patrick Mahomes win MVP. I don't understand that. Um. Dak Prescott won the Walter Payton Award. Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year. Um, da, 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 da. Where did you go, baby? Where did you go? Of course. Sauce. Gary yeah, Wilson, Sauce Gardner. Uh, Brian Dable won um, Coach of the Year. Geno Smith won Comeback Player of the Year. I think that's one that they got right. Uh, Nick Bosa won Defensive Player of the Year. Garrett Wilson. So the Jets swept in the rookie category, which is surprising because I thought Seattle had some great rookies too. Um, they had a lot of awards that they didn't we didn't know about, but still, next gen stats moment of the year. Uh, Justin Jefferson's catch versus the Bills. Um, the FedEx A and Ground Players of the Year. Uh, Josh Jacobs and Joe Burrow, uh, Bud Light Selly of the Year, which uh, is okay. Bengals roller coaster celebration in Week 18. 
That was dope. Uh, Deacon Jones, sack leader award, Nick Bosa. Assistant coach of the year, D'Amico Ryans. Uh, Art Rooney, sportsmanship award, Calais Campbell. Angry run of the year, Damian Pierce. And uh, Jim Brown award for the Russian leader was Josh Jacobs. Um, head and shoulders never not work and protection player of the year was for George Kittle versus the Cowboys. Now, with all of these winners, um, anyone stand out to you that you really didn't see going that way and you just kind of sort of was like, yeah, that was a wasn't a good pick? Um, I think two things. I think they robbed Jalen Hurts of the MVP. Uh, I think he should have won that. No, don't get me wrong. Mahomes to lose, you know, Tyreek Hill and to him and Andy Reid to kind of redo that offense, not to have that, that bang bang player is, is, you know, amazing feat. And, and you could have made a, a, a maybe a, 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 a plow for Andy Reid to be coach of the year. And then the other thing for me is I think the NFL has to get away from not allowing rookies to take the defensive and offensive play of the year. Well, Sauce Gardner should have won defensive play of the year. I believe he's the highest rated corner rookie in history as far as his grade. That That is, we're not talking about a jet season. We're not talking about the second half of the season. We're talking about history. I think Sauce Gardner should have won defensive play of the year and rookie. Oh, they can't. They could have gave him defensive player of the year, and they could have whoever was the runner up for all uh, defensive rookie year, they could have gave that to them. But I think they robbed Sauce Gardner of that. Um, I got one more thing. Garrett Wilson winning. I <laughs> look, the Jets are in a really good position. The 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 horrible quarterback play they had, Garrett Wilson still winning offensive rookie of the year. It just tells you where the Jets are. If they can get a QB in there, that it just imagine just imagine what he's gonna do. Yeah, that that Buffalo window is going to close real quick. If, it's if already closed. Get, it's oh, closed. I forgot who I was talking to. The only person whose team wins twelve games and he's already Doctor Doom, Doctor Death. But I get it, B. I get it. Frustration with your squad, but um, I think Buffalo's are running back away. But to the honors, I just I don't understand why you guys feel like it's robbery with Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes had to put together. With duct tape, I mean, you had Kelsey, and then you had Juju, but then everybody else was just pieces of a puzzle. And um, I don't know if you would exactly take them to to be on your team over over anybody else. So I think what they did was masterful. And I agree with you, KG, that maybe um, Andy Reid should have gotten some Coach of the Year nominations out of this because it was something that deserved. It was a hell of a coaching job. But I think Dayball did a better job just because he made Danny Dimes look like a real quarterback. And that team is going to be scary if they actually get any kind of offensive talent around him to play wide receiver or to play tight end. Well, I'm going to say this. (laughs) Jalen Hurts should have been MVP because what he did to take Philly from middle of the pack to the Super Bowl means – an absolute lot. And you know, it is it's it's crazy because 
I just I just really felt that they just kind of did them did them dirty because you know everybody had been asking that question. Oh, is he really the MVP or is just the team that good? Well, the team has to go through him. I think I think today's game is the antithesis of this argument. Like I think you have two of the best players in the league at their position and with great value to their teams. So I don't see I think honestly, if they had said Jalen Hurts, I think one of us would have been on the show talking about they did Patrick Mahomes wrong. Not me. No, I mean, and I think I think maybe saying they robbed Jalen Hurts is a little strong. I think the NFL at times is too inconsistent with their award. Um, like you know, head over heels, they'll they'll give the NFL MVP to somebody that you know they do for five thousand yards and this and other, and then they'll give it to somebody like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he had a bad year, but it wasn't his years where he had Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and that offense was moving. That, that's not the same offense from those years. And you know, it, it, you know, he. I think he already. This is his second MVP award. Yeah, you know, so it's like, yeah, you know, and I think that's that's the problem I was talking about with Sauce. It's like, I don't know, they're so stubborn on giving their young guys the the main award. You know, like we, I think we all agree that Patrick Mahomes is going to be an NFL MVP as long as he's healthy. He's going to be an NFL MVP front runner for the rest of his career. Like that's it, it's just that simple, um, but I really thought they should have should have passed that Jalen Hurts this year with what, what, what Philly's done, what he's done, how he's progressed. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I'm not mad they gave it to Patrick Mahomes. I just thought the award should have went to Philadelphia. That's all. Lady, see what you got on it. Those are the numbers, Midnight Rider. Yes, sir. Oh, I stand corrected. Okay, yeah, never mind. I'm gonna sit in my box. <laughs> now, uh, now is this, is this uh, Patrick's uh, numbers or or Jalen's numbers? Patrick's numbers. Good God. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the numbers kind of, the stats kind of speaks for itself then. Um, and I mean, I, I, you really can't, you know, a lot of people I, I've kind of heard on, on the, you know, in, in the box and, you know, little chit chat, you know, they're trying to make it a race thing, but y'all got to realize, look, Patrick is black too, sweetie. Um, he's just half black. Um, so you have, Two black guys, so you cannot make this about race. Like, oh, they should have gave it to the no. Come on, get off your balls about it because they're both black. At the end of the day, they're both black. Um, <clears throat> I think what it comes down to is just the numbers, the stats, and well, yeah, yeah. So looking at you know, looking at the numbers and stats, um, <clears throat> you know, you got to take Patrick over Jalen. <clears throat> right is right. Excuse me. Um, now, man of the year award going to Dak. Mm, he missed half the damn season. What kind of 
man okay but you know that's 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 their community who who makes the choices maybe they you know would like to give me some of what they were smoking to come up with that idea um but i i'm i'm gonna i really have no comments on the man of the year honors and that going to Dak. like what did you do to be man of the year well he had plenty of time he was off he wasn't playing football so he had plenty of time to go do man of the year stuff <laughs> that's true <laughs> He had to string his other hand. Here's the thing. You got, with the MVP race, I still, even though Pat Mahomes had brilliant, brilliant, 5,250 yards, 41 touchdowns, 12 INTs, 105.2. Compared to Jalen Hurts, uh, 3,701 yards passing, 22 touchdowns, six INTs, 101.5 passer rating, but he had 600. And well, he also had uh, 760 rush yards, 13 touchdowns. But now think about this Jalen Hurts didn't have to do very much passing because they were ahead in a lot of their games, so it was just hand the ball off and just eat the clock. Okay, now this Philly team. Show and I always said this: your most the MVP stands for what most valuable player. When Jalen Hurts went down with that strained shoulder for two games, they lost both of those games. Only he lost one game all year long, and that was to the Washington Commanders. He didn't lose another game. Hey, 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 you know what? Anytime I can use it, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I mean, I didn't think you was going to go there of all people, but hey, left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders. Yeah, I wish I had a catchy song like that. But anyway, think about this. He was that more valuable when Patrick Mahomes went out against, what was that? Not last round, round before in the playoffs. Chad Henney came in and moved the offense like it was nothing. You know, I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes is disposable and Chad Henney's the second coming and nothing like that, but the Eagles go where Jalen Hurts goes. They can't function without Jalen Hurts. That means he's the most valuable player because they can't win without him. They can't win with Gardner Minshew. They play very well, but they couldn't get over the hump and win because Gardner Minshew brings something different to the table than Jalen Hurts. You, you, you got to look at it like that, but him not getting that 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 MVP award, that's a problem for me. But maybe, just maybe, that might be the catalyst you need for him to win his first Super Bowl title tonight. And I agree with you, Lady C, about that Dak and that that uh man of the year. Cause uh yeah, the way the way he yells at his his teammates, I don't know, man. Wonder what you do to the charity events and and stuff like that. You yell at them too when it ain't on time. He's never gonna live that down. I just want to let y'all know that. Um, the only thing that ain't on time is never mind. I'm gonna stop. Go, I'm gonna start the year off good. Like I'm gonna be good this year. I promise. I'm gonna be good. I'm not going to um get into that much trouble with HR. Um, 
Didn't say no trouble, just just not as much as I did last year. I'm gonna try to cut that number in half. Mm, mm, mm. That's, um, no, never mind. I'm glad you try. It's, it, it, nothing beats a failure, but a try. Um, <laughs> also announced at NFL Honors was the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023, and that goes as follows: Rondé Barber, Darrell, Rondé Barber, Darrell Revis. Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Don Coriel as a coach slash contributor, Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, and Ken Riley all voted in by the senior committee. Um, any 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 problems with this class, Lady Ronde Barber? Rondé Barber. Why Rondé? I just I just don't remember ever hearing somebody say. Like Rondé shut somebody down or shut down inside the field. Now he probably will have like the most sacks <clears throat> by a DB or maybe the most forced fumbles, something like that. But I don't. I just didn't see th- think he was dominant enough to to warrant in your in you guys' words first ballot um, Hall of Fame. So that's the only one I'm disappointed in. Well, he he wasn't first ballot. Okay, this has to be seventh. Okay, then that's better. I feel a little bit better about it. But here and here here's the thing that we always say: out of all the people missing out of the Hall of Fame, the people like Rondé Barber shouldn't be going in because there's other people that should be going into the NFL Hall of Fame. And the NFL Hall of Fame isn't as bad as the NBA Hall of Fame, but it is starting to become a little bit of a joke to me and more of a social media uh, event now, you know, with the whole knocking on the door and stuff. It doesn't just – it just seems like the NFL – you know, this is just me speaking. It's losing their grasp on me as far as dominance, like – you know, I'd rather, like right now, I'd rather watch NFL news than the NBA game. You know what I mean? That's how, but it just seems to me, it's just like they're trying to monopolize on the social part of it and, and, and get, you know, hip and, you know, it, 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 I think they're, they're straying away from tradition and you have this where you, you got this, this whole fiasco event of, with the Hall of Fame is, and it's not supposed to be that in it. They're still putting people in that shouldn't be in there. And, and you know, off that look, Darrell Revis. I don't know. He was Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis. Joe Thomas, probably. You know, if you whoever you talk to, one, two, or three tackle in all his years. You know, every year he played bad team, bad Cleveland teams. Um, but. Yeah, Ron, I I could have went without Rondé Barber. See, I gotta I gotta disagree. Now I've watched Rondé and Tiki since they were at Virginia. I, I watched them their whole entire career. And Rondé Barber, his NFL records include just like the Midnight Rider said, um, only playing NFL history with forty five plus interceptions and twenty five sacks, twenty five plus sacks. Um, most consecutive starts by a cornerback. 209 and most consecutive starts by db 224 and as far as 
uh-oh, the interceptions list. Um, what did what did Rondé finish at? Forty-seven. So he's he's down the list a little ways. He's way down the list. He's not even top thirty-five. So I, I get what you're saying, but I I, I think it, it was uh I'm not gonna say long overdue, but I think that was the the right pick. So. Yeah. I think it's funny how. For me personally, I kind of feel like. The... Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. No, no, no. no. You go, you go, you go, you oh, thank you. Uh, I think like the overall the the selection process is starting to be as about as weak as the rule the you know the playing process on the field. <clears throat> um, they're changing the rules to you know, of how to tackle, like, yes, we got to change the rules of how to tackle, but you're making it, you, you're being pancake with everybody. You're being pity pat. Um, so it's like everything's just going to go down to two-hand touch or maybe just flag football in the future, full pads and flag football intertwined so can't nobody get tackled because nobody knows how to tackle. Um, but I think they're just kind of – this is what, how, how many years are we into this Hall of Fame? You know, they're they're tired. Everybody's not this putting up. Year they, 50, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and you're only putting in nine. Um, we're only putting in nine. <clears throat> and, hell, you got to go way back to – Way back when to whenever the, the Steelers had they first, like to when helmets were first invented to get a player. Like, I think at this point they're just putting names in the hat and just rolling around like, all right, fuck it, let's roll with it. Cause, you know, as much as I, I like Rondé, I don't I don't think he should have been in there. I, I think we're getting to the point with some in the whole um this is becoming the Hall of Pretty Good, not the Hall of Fame. Like this, there's not. This isn't the room where you walk in the room and it's the best of the best. It's the pretty the good. Of the, already the, in there. Say that again. The best of the best are already in there. I don't know if they all are in there, and I think that comes. That's where the popularity contest comes in, and that's where I think a Rondé Barber is in over uh, um, Brian Mitchell or. Joe Jacoby or even uh, um, Devin Hester. I mean, you got to talk about guys that change the game in certain ways, um, change the way you play it, change the way you view it. And um, when you're not putting those people in, you're ha you're having a problem. Because now with Zach Thomas in, I don't see a reason why London Fletcher shouldn't be in. Um, because they're pretty much the same kind of guy. And I wasn't even a big fan of Fletcher getting in. So I feel like they're just letting some pretty good guys in that shouldn't be in there with the game changers and the people that dominated the game of football. <clears throat> Here's my thing. Oh, go ahead, B. No, I was saying I agree with that 100%. It's just you go in there and you go to the cornerback section and you see Deion Sanders, which is the gold standard for cornerback, or one of the goals, and then you see Rondé Barber in the same section. It doesn't go together. It, 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 you know what I'm saying? He's not – that's what I'm saying. You And I've been saying this for a while. You can't put – Deion Sanders. You can't put Jim Brown and then you put Rondé Barber in or you put 
um, what's the boy that the tackle that got in for uh, Jacksonville? Tony um, Baselli. Tony Baselli. Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Zach Thomas. Those guys don't go with those other guys. It's in, to me, it's insulting to the top tier guys to see these guys bust in there, them wearing a gold jacket with you. It, it's it's insulting. They're just like like the Midnight Riders said. This is is it hauled up pretty good, and it shouldn't be that way. It's okay to have a year. It's like yeah, none of these guys are getting in. We're not having a ceremony. You know, <laughs> it, it's just just that simple. You know, and they're going to get to a point soon, like the NBA, they just letting anybody in. If you cross somebody over really good, if you had good handles, you're getting in the Hall of Fame. Well, it seems KG. like we're, we're trending towards that. I saw the look, KG. Terrell Davis doesn't belong. I keep telling you this. He had two good years. If he's in the Hall of Fame, then Priest Holmes should be in the Hall of Fame. Because they, they had the same two to three year dominant stretch. And if you that's the reason I say that. You know why they put Terrell Davis in the Hall of Fame. I do. You John know Elway. because if he didn't win those two championships, he wouldn't be there. Right. Now, here's my thing. This is this is what I out of everybody that was elected. I'm totally on the other side. Ken Riley being on the, being a senior elected. That's a problem. And I'm gonna tell you why it's a problem. If we want to look at top 10 in interceptions all time, Ken Riley sits at five. He's tied with Charles Woodson. Everybody else from number one, Paul Krause, all the way down, and we're just going to go to 10, and that's Dick LeBeau. It's only two players out of the top 10 that are not in the Hall of Fame, and that's Dave Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Seahawks, and, and Green Bay Packers. And Darren Sharper. Darren Sharper's never getting in. Right. So that, that that that's a foregone conclusion. He's never getting in. But why does it take so long for guys to have the stats to make it in? They got to go senior committee, okay? Don Coriel, since I can remember, everybody always talked about Air Coriel. And uh, what was the dude? Um, he used to coach um the Rams. They used to call his offense because the way his offensive lines blocked, they called the offensive lines Fort Knox. Chuck Knox. Chuck Knox, that's it. Those are the two coaches I heard about when you talked about offensive geniuses other than Vince Lombardi and defensive geniuses uh, like uh, 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 Tom Landry, who created the uh, the, four, the Flex 4-3. But when you talk about guys like this that are mentioned, for years about how great they are, what a great contributor they are, what a great coach they are, how they their, their coaching tree alone has spawned some of the greatest coaches. You know, you got the Sid Gilman coaching tree that's still running deep. The roots are still deep now because you got guys that are coming off that tree still. When you talk about Don Coriel, you have guys coming off that tree even now. And it took a senior committee vote for him to get in. Like, yeah, I don't. I, oh, I'm sorry. He had to go in as a contributor. He should have been in years ago. Um, Chuck Howley. I was on the fence until I looked up Chuck Howley's uh, stats. He shouldn't have never been on the senior senior committee. I mean, you know, I'm not saying, oh, you win NFL MVP, you automatically. I mean, I'm sorry, you win Super Bowl MVP, you automatically 
in the 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 Hall of Fame. I mean, he won MVP in one of the most sloppiest Super Bowls. But you know, he still had great stats otherwise. And they lost. And they lost. <laughs> That'll come up later. Well, actually, that came up earlier this week. Only played a, uh to win a Super Bowl MVP on a losing team. Joe Klecko is probably the one that I'm 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 really like what the hell? Think about this. If you look at Joe Klecko's numbers compared to Mark Gastineau, because Mark Gastineau was the the guy in the New York sack sack exchange. You put Klecko in instead of a Jacoby, instead of a shoot, a London Fletcher. You know, we can't get the, the special teams represented at all in the Super Bowl. So, you know, we're not getting uh, uh, Steve Tasker in. We're not getting any of these things. But it's just, I agree with what was said. This has become the Hall of Good. And the, the great players go in, but it's like it's so many great players few and far between. But then on top of that, the great players that you do have, it's like they're shoved in your face so much. And a lot of players are made to be great that really aren't. Once you look at the numbers and you, you look, okay, they made a few good plays, but, you know, it all depends on the relationship you have with the media. Let's put it that way. Let's call a spade a spade. That's what kept T.O. out and not being a first ballot. That's what kept Chris Carter out. That's what kept Art Monk out. It, it's so much. So, uh, next one. Let's do some Super Bowl trivia before we throw these picks in. See if uh, you 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 guys can win ten dollars real quick. Cause it seems like nobody wants to to jump into it. So, uh, Boss BJ, you want to take over this one? You want to take this first one? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try to take a stab at. Okay. All right. Here we go. What team scored the most points in one single Super Bowl game? San Francisco. Ooh. Okay. All right. Next question. Most rushing yards in a Super Bowl game. Who did it? Um. Uh. The um wasn't it the Redskins running back? I can't think of his name. I'll give you that. I can't think of his name. The Redskins running back. It's Timmy Smith. I'll give you that. Timmy Smith. Thank you. All right. Super Bowl seven MVP. Super Bowl seven MVP. Oh, now you got me there. I can't even. Is that Chuck Howie? No. Oh, okay. The Super Bowls and remember what was in what. Chuck Howley was Super Bowl five. Super Bowl seven. I give up. Jake Scott. Jake Scott. Yeah, he intercepted two passes. Perfect. That was the seventeen and zero Dolphins. Perfect team, and I'm 
I'm not looking at anything. I'm telling you all this off the top of my head. They came into that game 16 and 0 was undefeated, and they were still underdogs. They were nine point underdogs to the Washington Redskins. Interesting. I would have never guessed that. Never would have guessed that. Lady C, you want to take a crack? All right, let's see what I got. You got five seconds. I seen you read for something. Don't try to Google it. <laughs> no. No, I have nothing. I right. got I got my flask right here. Uh, so it's it's empty. So it's, mm. Yeah, you're gonna need it for these questions. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna recycle some questions that we had earlier in the week. <clears throat> First non QB to win Super Bowl MVP. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yep. nope. Just automatically nope. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh pass. Uh pass. Pass. Pass more. Damn. I'm I'm gonna take uh you... who is hell no for two hundred Alex. Okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, 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 are these are these questions too hard? No, I think you got to yeah, realize, I, like, we're on 57. We lived through 40 of these or whatever your age is. I know I've gone through 47. So it's like some of the stuff starts getting, like, it starts getting mingled up. Like, you said Super Bowl seven, and I was I was struggling to remember who was in Super Bowl seven. Um, I knew the San Francisco question, and I knew the um, the one before that BJ had, but... um. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff, it just sits dormant. You don't really, you don't actively talk about past Super Bowls. Y'all like, don't? Like, <laughs> like who, who was alive during the first Super Bowl? Like, But that's a classic game. That was the first Super Bowl ever broadcast on two different networks. Y'all were alive during Super Bowl one? You know what, man? When, uh, when the NFL Network first hit the airwaves and they used to show all the old stuff and just sit there and watch it and watch it. I used to know um the first 10 Super Bowls. I just just because of because it, they didn't have uh the content they had now showing it. So they had to show their old games uh, the you know different types of stuff and Super Bowls. So you got to watch them and the broadcast, the original broadcast and stuff. So but I haven't done that in a while. So like Midnight Rider said, when he said Super Bowl seven, I was like seven. So the first one was, I was stuck <laughs> at first. I was like, damn, who was in the first Super Bowl? <laughs> so yeah, you, you, when you, when you, when you, when you're not using that information, and you're somebody like me trying to cuss out the Buffalo Bills in a in a in a podcast that I haven't done yet, it's that information is sitting under some some brain cell that's chilling and and. And somebody turned the lights out on it. And what's crazy is now I feel like I don't have a life because <laughs> I, 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 I've I seen Super Bowl one in its entirety so many times. I've watched it as a kid. Like, I knew who Max McGee was before I hit the fifth grade. No, my you friend, know? you are a historian. That's what you are. You are a historian. It's not about not having a life. You are a, a historian when it comes to sports period you 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 can recollect things it's just like the same 
I always was impressed with the um, the baseball people that could tell you numbers from a pitcher in 1967, and it, that 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 stuff was amazing to me. And that that's where you are with with you know. I know you're not that deep into baseball, but with basketball and football, you you can reel stuff off, and it's very impressive. Well, I, I try, but I mean that's just lots of reading and everything. I mean. That's all, uh, but I still ain't got a life, man. I, I, I sit and around your, and watch. Your ability to hold to retain that information is just amazing. Hell, I can't remember what I did today. Oh, DJ in this pussy, goddamn! Always putting. Look, where's there should be? Because if I can't, I can't talk about stuff. Allowed to be, you know, playing with his pussy, camera, and making oh, his pussy, goddamn. Lord have mercy. Um, before we jump off of Super Bowl trivia, just uh throw a number out there. One to fifty seven. Six. Super Bowl six. Twenty four to three Miami over the Dallas Cowboys. Roger Stallback, MVP. Um first Super Bowl, nobody scored. Uh first Super Bowl a team lost without scoring the Super Bowl uh, without a touchdown. Until Kansas City did it year before last. And that also started the run of Miami coming back the following year and going to the next two Super Bowls and winning what? I think they won 19 in a row. They went undefeated in 72, and I think they won the first two or three games in 73 and then won the Super Bowl again. Don Shula led teams, man. Yeah, but the saddest person in Super Bowl history, or the most forgotten man in Super Bowl history, is gonna be Earl Morrow. Yeah, because Earl Morrow on that undefeated team, he was the guy that started like ten of the game, the regular season games, because mm-hmm. Greasy got hurt, and then he also, I think, came in as a backup in a game, and then I think he led Baltimore, if memory serves me correctly, to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he led Baltimore to Super Bowl three. Was the NFL MVP. Probably one of the greatest teams to never win a Super Bowl was that that uh, '68 Baltimore team, 19 and a half point favorites. But uh, what the breakdown in Super Bowl three was? Namath called a brilliant game. He didn't pass the ball very much. He called a lot of runs, especially late in the game. But they had, that that defense, Walt Michaels was the defensive coordinator for. Uh, the Jets and his game plan for the Colts. If it's not already in the Hall of Fame, it should be in the Hall of Fame next to uh, Eric Bieniemy's play call sheet from a few years ago, and uh, Bill Belichick's defensive game plan in Super Bowl Twenty Five. All of the, yeah. all three of those should be in the Hall of Fame because those are some of the greatest defensive call games and just call games. Period in Super Bowl history because of how they, how intricate they were put together and they worked. But Earl Morrill, dare I say it, I think he should have, just for what he did for the backup quarterback position, it's only two backup quarterbacks in the history of, of the NFL that I think deserve to be in the Hall of Fame just for what they did as far as heroics, and that's Earl Morrill and Frank Wright. You don't give Hostetler any love? 
he didn't do it on a on a long term scale like uh, 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 Earl Morrill and Frank Wright. The 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 wild part about it, Hostetler, after after ninety, he got his two Super Bowls. He was getting ready to retire. He got that second Super Bowl. But after ninety, remember he was a starting quarterback. He wound up going to the, the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. And then they were he was a beast with the Raiders as a starter, and then they met Buffalo and got blown out 52 to 3. In the snow. I remember that game. But after that, he was just he was a starter the rest of his career. Frank Wright, what was a starter? He he was a starter in Carolina. Mm-hmm. He was a starter in Detroit for a little bit, but this was he was already past the time he should have been a starter. If he would have left Buffalo in 93 instead of 98, you know, it would have been a different thing. But I'm sorry, he left in 96. If he would have left, if he would have left before that, long before that, he would have had a market. Same thing with Scott Mitchell. If Scott Mitchell would have got out from behind uh, uh, Dan Marino a long time before. I think he would have had a better career because he could actually be a starter in the league. But these are just my opinions. Earl Morrill, he showed that he could be a starter. And he was, a, remember, he was a journeyman. He bounced around from San Francisco to the Giants to the Lions before he landed in Baltimore. It, it, was, it was a lot, man. But the perseverance, the way he could come in and lead a team like a starter, that says a lot. And I just I think those guys when we talk about Hall of Fame, I think those guys deserve a nod. You know, you got to make a special section for guys like that. Just my opinion, though. Now we got our our Super Bowl picks, and tonight's the game starts at six thirty. Uh, Rihanna's doing the halftime report. I'm sorry, halftime report. She's doing the halftime show, which I think. It's going to be okay. I'm not 100% looking forward to it. It's not, you know, outcast or nothing like that. But, you know, it is what it is. Excuse me. I'm trying to find a line on this one. Let me let me, let me find a line. Let me find a line. Because uh, all this is presented by FanDuel, of course. And if this page below. Oh, the... Philadelphia Eagles are one and a half point favorites. Over under is 50 and a half. So let's go around the room. We're going to do it a little different. We're going to go in depth. We're going to start with the ball, BJ, go to the Swamp Queen, go to the Midnight Ride, and I'll finish it up. Um, who you got winning this game and how you got it playing out? You know, what, what you got happening that's going to have everybody on the edge of their seats? Um, first of all, let me express that I do not care about this game at all. Until the boys from Orchard Park going there, I'm starting to lose my interest in football, period. Okay? Um, but with that being said, I think the Eagles are – how do I say this? The Eagles are the more complete team. The more the, – the team that has the depth, that has uh, a better defensive setup, you know, they, they have the – on paper, they're the team. But I think – Patrick Mahomes is going to show you why he's the MVP today. I think that the Chiefs, you know, and I don't want to down any team, but, you know, and I say this about Buffalo and their division. When you play the Giants twice, when you play the Commanders twice, when you play the Cowboys twice, your defense looks superior until you play somebody that 
you like ah you, you get hit in the mouth a couple of times like oh, oh you, you ain't see what we did the commanders and the cowboys like shut up i don't care and that's i think that's what patrick mahomes is going to do today i think it's going to be interesting but i think you know we talked about this before how the chiefs are built i think if, if mahomes can get which i think he will the chiefs up and then the, if the eagles have to play behind and play that game with Jalen hurts running and uh, Miles Sanders, they're going to fall behind, and that they're not going to be able to play their style of ball. They're going to fall right in the Chiefs' hands, where the Chiefs are up, and then those defensive ends and the defense for the Chiefs can pin their ear back and make Jalen Hurts pass the ball. That's 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 going to be if Jalen Hurts can pass the ball, then we're talking about you know a different game. But I don't. I think if you put him in a position where he has to throw. 35, 40 times to keep up with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I think you got the, the Eagles losing, and I think it's like 41-31. I think it's going to be a a, a, true, a a big boy shootout. You know, not the, the love talking slow jam shootout. You know, you rubbing baby oil on the shoulders and stuff and rubbing the feet. This is going to be bang, bang, bang. This is going to be you go up to get to the bathroom and both teams have scored three times type, type game. So, and I think – you know, of course, the Super Bowl is going to be slow. You know, everybody going to have that adrenaline. They got to calm themselves down. And, you know, it's probably going to go into halftime, you know, 17, 13. And then second half, I think the fireworks are going to just – it's going to explode. But I got the Chiefs winning. I, I think it's going to be 41-31 Chiefs. Lady C, what you got? Um, look like she got that Doug you know, in her lap. Got my Doug, got my little Dougie, Dougie first. No, don't look my face. That's gross. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to be on, on under the same disclaimer as VJ. I really don't give a damn about either team. Um, so, and at the end of the day, the team who scores the most points will be the team that wins. Um. But I'm I'm definitely going to I'm, I'm I'm hoping that it'll be Jalen uh, it'll be the Eagles that'll win this um, because it just he he has something else to prove Pat done already done this you know I want Jalen to to get that get that taste um, he already. You know, because he he he's just this is his first time. Like I, I pull for the guys, I put on the dog. Like <clears throat> you know, it's saying Eagles are you know you said one and a half point favorite. Um, I don't even think they're gonna cover the cover that fifty. So I think it'll be mostly one sided because now Pat has um. He got a little cockiness about him because he's already been here. He's already done this. So he, he's going to come in a little cocky. He's not going to be as level-headed as he needs to be. Jalen will be more level-headed because he's hungrier. He's hungry. So I'm going to pull for the commercials to win. <laughs> I've always loved the commercials. Um, I don't even think so. I don't even think the the halftime show will be um, all that. It'll be what it is. 
And honestly, I think the commercials have gone down over the years. Commercials aren't aren't all that aren't all that that hippie. They're not as funny. Uh, because I know we used to have them like leading up to the Super Bowl. You have the commercials all week. And then you have like special commercials that are, that are just for, but um that's about it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pull for the Eagles and the commercials in this. Um midnight, what you got? So um I think I'm gonna go. I think this game starts out quick. I think AJ Brown gets a touchdown. Um, oh, before I say that, I think the coin toss is gonna be tails. Um I think the Chiefs will defer. Um I think AJ Brown scores the first touchdown. Then I think it's uh probably a 14, 17, 17, 14 halftime, and then they come out and the game ends up uh 34-24, and I think the Philadelphia Eagles will get their second title. MVP will be A.J. Brown because he's going to have two touchdowns and 150-plus yards. And the bad thing is I, th- I don't think Mahomes finishes the game. I think we're going to see Chad Henney at some point today because the relentless nature of the Eagles' front um, is going to create problems. I do see – Andy Reid sneaking in like a tight end screen or something like that. Um, and them getting a touchdown to one of their backup tight ends at some point in this ball game because the Eagles run that five, five man front and their edges are the, um, I think it's Reddick and Josh Sweat. So I think they're going to catch one of them blitzing. They're going to sneak the tight end out and that's how they, they get to 24. The only problem is I think Mahomes gets hurt in the process and 34, 24 is the ball game. <clears throat> well, oh, Gatorade is orange. Gatorade is orange. Okay, here's my thing. Number one, uh, I think Larry Zonka is gonna be out there for to 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 represent the the Dolphins. You know, because this is their 50 year anniversary of their Super Bowl and the 50th season of their undefeated season, and nobody has done it since. Um. But if you can you put a parlay on the on a coin toss? I mean, are we that deep yet? Parlay on nah, I think that hold on. Just go ahead we, and keep going. We we that deep. I mean, that might be something to look into. You can bet on anything. Uh I think that the game is gonna start fast, but I think it's gonna be a classic shootout. 41-38, last second field goal. And, I, and the thing is, I'm going to go with – I don't want to, but I'm going to go with the Eagles on this one. And you can't? You can't, can't? Parlay, you can't parlay the props. Okay. I'm going to go with the Eagles on this one. And when it comes to the end of the game, Travis Kelsey will still be on the field celebrating with his brother as the confetti comes down. He probably won't make it up on the podium, but he's going to be somewhere around celebrating with his brother. And it's going to be, it, it don't matter how it goes. The Kelsey brothers will be together at the end of this game. It won't be like the Harbaugh brothers where you go, what, 
two years without speaking to each other because you beat me in the Super Bowl. It won't be that. So, you know, it's it's I think it's going to be one of those classic games. I think this is one of the ones it's going to be so good. As soon as the as soon as the game is over with, the Kelsey brothers going out to eat. Like yeah, so yeah, that's it. As soon as it's over, yeah. they going to Golden Corral. One of the things that I love after the Super Bowl, when you got a coach, especially if it's two coaches that coach together, or two coaches that um came up in the same system or something like that, and they coach against each other in the Super Bowl. And when the game's over, it's no hard feelings. It's no stern handshake. It's an embrace at the 50. And then they walk off the field together. A la Bill Walsh and Sam Weish. Bill Walsh's last NFL game. Sam Weish grabbed him and they walked off the field and they talked about how great of a game it was. And, you know, Sam Weish had to hold Bill Walsh up because he was so emotional because it was his last game. But he led him all the way to the locker room. That's what you're going to see from the Kelsey brothers today. It may not be as emotional, but it ain't going to be no hard feelings. And I say 41-38, um, Eagles, Jalen Hurts is your MVP. He will throw four. He will show that he can play quarterback, y'all. He will throw for anywhere between 375 and 400. And he will be efficient. Now, I'm not talking... You know, oh, I got to throw. No, it's going to be a lot of deep shots taken. As long as A.J. Brown wheels are healthy, a lot of deep shots. Devontae, uh, uh, what's the boy named? Devontae Smith. Skinny Batman. Yeah, it's going to be a lot lot of rack yards today. So I hope everybody enjoys it. And I'm with Lady C. I want to see the commercials too. But as a fan, I want the fans to win. You know, I don't want this to be no snooze fest where it's like 35 to 6 in the first half. I mean, but we seen 28 to 3 and everybody was ready to go to bed and then all of a sudden they came back. So, But whatever you do, please stop believing this NFL script bullshit because if you believe that, go put a parlay in on it. If you win, if you win on that parlay, I'll believe it. But ain't nobody putting that type of stuff in on no parlay. Y'all swear it's a script, but, you know, it ain't. I just wish they would stop that, man. It's it's, it's not becoming. So, uh, final thoughts before we get up out of here. I think we got the feature we wanted. Uh, you wanted with the them showing um, Jalen Hurts that. I think they did this during championship week, but I know they're replaying it now. On NFL Network, um, final thoughts is just I'm just ready to see a good Super Bowl. I mean, something that's entertaining. Hopefully, the points are what we were talking about the 41 38, the 34 24. Um, and I'm just happy to see whatever quarterback comes out of this is is going to be a black quarterback, of course, winning it for the um, winning it. So I do get I do have some caution, some concern. Because if Mahomes loses, it will be one and two in Super Bowls. And I wonder what narrative is going to get made up to talk about him in that situation. Yeah, he has MVPs, but are they going to start trying to say he can't get it done because he's only one one one? That's the question I start wondering about. 
<clears throat> Boss? Well, you know, I gave my prediction for the Super Bowl, but um, something I have to do that I haven't done is my my bills, my bills show. And I'm going to need you guys to hold my hand through that and keep me grounded and level when I do do that. I'm trying to do it tomorrow night. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. I'm not even going to sit here and pretend. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Um, I just think, you know, I always say that the cream of the cop, the cream of the crop coaches rise to the top. And you got Nick Sirianni, and, and of course, we know what Andy Reid can do. And I just think the game plan that Andy Reid, you know, puts up, with what he has, it's amazing, just like Kyle Shanahan does, versus what, you know, Nick Sirianni has with talent. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to out-coach Andy Reid. Uh, out-talent Andy Reid, maybe. You know, if, if the, the, you know, if the worst-case scenario happens and that high ankle sprain starts bothering Mahomes, then, you know, of course, they're shit out of luck. But I just think the Chiefs are playing a better chess game. And they'll be ready for whatever the Eagles throw. They, we've all said that the Philly defense is is, is something to be reckoned with, and Andy Reid knows this. So, you know, I, I just think they'll be ready for it. And uh, I'll, I'll look at, I'll listen. I'll probably be listening, but I'll look at the score periodically while I'm out and see who wins the Super Bowl that I don't care about. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm overall sad, uh, because football season is my, is one of my favorite times of the year, along with Mardi Gras. Um, but I'm sad that it's the end. I, I don't like seeing that, but you know, it does give way to other sports, other, you know, athletes that, that need their spotlight. Um, a lot of things went down this season that I did not agree with. More particularly, Sean Payton going to the fucking Broncos. Uh, I'm sorry, freaking Broncos. Uh, whatever. Fucking Broncos. I hate it. And, you know, I'm still waiting on one of you guys to come and pick my ass up off the floor because this is this is heart, heart attack worthy uh, news to be recovering from. Um, uh, but I hate it. I'm I'm not really going to be watching it that much. Hell, I'll be at work, so it really doesn't matter to me today. Cause shit, my people ain't in it. Not even the other teams that I like are not even in it. So it is what it is. It's just a game. Uh, you know, don't eat yellow snow. Um. February is uh, Heart Health Month, Heart Health, along with Black History Month, is also uh, Heart Healthy Month. So make sure your tickens, your tickers are TikToking, and go get your 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 cardio, your uh, hearts checked out, guys. Most definitely, because uh, I am already. I'm already uh, <clears throat> doing that, and my goal is to 
get my heart even more healthier than what it is. And I am on a good clip with that because I am losing weight. And my doc is very proud of me. So uh, I just hope it's a good game. And I hope everybody enjoys it. Get you some good food. And you speaking of the Sean Payton going to the Broncos, um, former Broncos coach, uh, Vic Fangio. And he's getting ready to go to Miami to be the D.C. down there. And he signed a two-week contract with the Philadelphia Eagles to help them beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And when when the boss, B.J., sent it to me, the first thing I said is where they do that at. Like, we signed two-week contracts to help you beat somebody else? Like, the fuck? I don't want to help you beat anybody. Am I going to get a, a share of the winnings? Am I going to get a ring for that? Yes, he will get a ring. You serious? I think he'll get – I think – uh forgot if it was – Everyone that's on track. Yeah, he, he said, yeah, he'll get everyone that's on contract get, gets their gets their winnings. Wow. Yeah, even the damn towel boys, water boys, they, they get they they get their ring too. I know Nobody's everybody in the organization do, but God dog. You on contract, you win, you get it. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, shut my mouth and call me Susie. Ah. <sighs> Well, that's all our time for now. You say it gets you what? It may even get you a Hall of Fame bid, too. <laughs> Look, they letting everybody else in. Might as well. So that's all our time. Um, please, if you have if you have not listened to it already, go back and listen to the sideline junkie Saturday night WrestleManiacs from last night, where we did all worlds collide fantasy. Uh, picks of what we would think that that pay-per-view would look like. And if that actually happens, just know I should be a really, really, really uh, rich you-know-what because that was my idea. But go back and check that out. Um, Before we go, let me say this. I said this last night. Let me say it while I got y'all here. On Friday, made five years of Sideline Junkies. It made our five-year anniversary of being organized and doing this, even though we've been doing it longer than five years. So to everyone sitting here, uh, everyone at home, I'm personally going to say thank you because without you guys, you know, we wouldn't be doing this the way we're doing it because everybody has ideas. And to the boss, BJ, you know, the creation of this, putting this talent together, you know, thank you. So happy anniversary to everybody. Uh, It's great that it's anniversary on Super Bowl weekend. I got my Cinnabons already. I just got to go get me some pizza later. But thank you. So until next time, you know this motto. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Jesus. <laughs>